Hello and welcome to another episode of Front Face Lock Wrestling Podcast. I am your host Ryan, and of course with me is Vinny. What's up? Uh, we're recording on Anchor.fm. This is going to be a slightly different episode. We're not going to watch pay-per-view. We are going to discuss something we started talking about in the last episode, where we talk about the Mount Rushmores of each era. Argue, or argue about them. <laughs> argue about them. Dis- agree to disagree on them. So we just talked about the 80s, the 90s, 2000. So we got 80s to me, like I said, is absolutely Hogan flair. When the music hits of Hogan, you get pumped. Like, that's a Mount Rushmore moment. When Flair cuts a promo, and you get pumped because he's such a dick, but he's so good at it. Sting, <laughs> uh, just because his longevity in the 80s, I was never a huge fan of him. But when he got signed to WWE, I was excited. I was excited to see Sting in WWE, finally. I would say Macho Man, because he's another one. His music hit, and it was like, fucking Macho Man. He Or he comes back from an injury. It's like, oh, it's Macho Man. 90s, to me, is absolutely... Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Hart. To me, it's Undertaker. You know what? I will say, I will have to, even though I don't want to, agree because of not me personally. I have to put my personal opinions aside for a second and look at the good of the welfare of society and the way that they react to the Undertaker is epic, and I'd have to put him in the 90s. I would begrudgingly have to put him on Mount Rushmore because of how iconic he is to wrestling fans. Oh, absolutely. And then 90s, you know, Michaels, Bret Hart, Undertaker, and see, it's hard to do because you can't do a Stone Cold, you can't do a Rock, because they were late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, who could you throw in as as a fourth in the 90s? Who did we just talk about two seconds ago? A Stone Cold because he was late '90s, but he didn't really go into the 2000s. That I think we, I think we did say Stone Cold because he was the late '90s. He was '96 to about 2000, and then The Rock kind of took over in the 2000s. Thousands is absolutely The Rock, absolutely Chris Jericho, Triple H. Uh, 2000s. I mean, Mick Foley. I guess you could, but Mick Foley can go any era. Mick Foley was around. 80s, 90s, 2000s. 2000s, I mean, you could do a lot of people, you know. Uh, you have to think of who was really... You could do Cena, but you could also do Cena in 2010 and on. Yeah, but when I did mean, he premiere? That's the thing. That's, I think it was 2007, to be honest. Let me see. It was a smack that he came out on the episode for Ruthless Aggression, which I think started in 2005. Um... He won his first singles title in 2004, United States Championship. Then he won the WWE Championship in 2005. Uh, no, you know who we've just, I totally forgot? Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah, it's Kurt Angle, yep. And I'll throw John Cena in the 2010s. Yeah, 2000s would be Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Kurt Angle. 2010s. Cena. CM Punk, John Cena, 
unfortunately, probably Randy Orton. And then, honestly, unfortunately, probably Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you know what? I kind of forgot about Brock Lesnar because I fucking hate him so much. I almost said Batista, even though Batista wasn't really that good. But they kept him around. I know people are going to argue about with the 90s with Goldberg and probably even Nash. But they weren't like Goldberg had that undefeated streak. But like you were saying, it went from 73 to 100 in a week. Goldberg never had matches where that lasted more than two minutes. He was never he was exposed when he had to do longer matches because he wasn't that good. And like a Nash, think about Nash. He was Oz, which is a shitty character. Then he was Vinny Vegas, nope. which was a shitty character. Then he came out as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard as Diesel, which nope. at that time was a shitty character. And then he became Diesel, and he got popular, and he won the belt. And then he, the reason he became so super popular is because he fucking left, and he went to WCW. If he stayed as Diesel, he probably would have been like a psycho sit, where he was always there, he won the belt, but he was never over. You have to you have to look at it when he went to WCW with Scott Hall, they had nobody. Nobody. So for them to be there and being part of the clique as well was like, oh my God, we have people that people actually know. <laughs> you know? They had, H- they had Hogan and Macho Man who honestly were toward the end of their prime. One of the greatest storylines, though, hands down, is always going to be the Hogan heel turn. That's yeah. going to be one of the greatest greatest storylines ever. That wouldn't have happened if Nash and Hall didn't jump, and Nash and Hall wouldn't have been as popular if they jumped. If they stayed as Diesel and Razor Ramon, they would have never... M- gotten the success that they got and then it just elevated it when Hogan joined them. So I can't put them on a Mount Rushmore because they only got popular because of they left the company and then they aligned with Hogan. That to me is not making them a, a Rushmore. A, a, see, to, like an Undertaker to me because he took a shitty gimmick and he made it last for 30 years. A Shawn Michaels because I'm going to not even talk about the Marty Jannetty heel turn because that obviously escalated him, but he was a great tag team in the Rockers, which we could talk about tag team Mount Rushmore as well. And then he made himself a career as a singles wrestler. Bret Hart, longevity, same thing. Tag team became a singles competitor. Stone Cold, he was popular as stunning Steve Austin. And then he went to ECW and made himself. Mm-hmm. And then became ringmaster into Stone Cold. Rocky Maivia was a shitty character, but he turned it right to Nation of Dominic. These guys built from the ground up. Paul Nash left the company and aligned themselves with the right people. To me, that's not Mount Rushmore quality. So now we're getting into, what, 2010s, right? We can cut this off and do a 2015 because there was such a new breed of, of talent after 2015. So it doesn't have to be a 10-year gap because we're just getting to the 10-year point now. So, you know, obviously in a year from now we can do a 2020s. But if you do a 2010s and a 2015s, 
Unfortunately, I think Orton's on the 2010s with Lesnar and CM Punk and Cena. What do you think going forward? Well, now, like you said, after 2015, you look at going forward. You would have to say, like, right now, I would say, obviously, Roman Reigns is the golden child, right? Yes. And then I love Seth Rollins. But I think AJ Styles, obviously, is bad. He's AJ Styles has been, for 20 years, he's been... I think AJ Styles is absolutely on the present day Mount Rushmore. Roman Reigns, AJ Styles... I like Seth Rollins. I hate his new gimmick. I would say Bray um, Wyatt might be up there. I wouldn't disagree with you on that, but you know who I would say? I'd say Kevin Owens, and I'd say Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan I disagree with. Kevin Owens, maybe. Here's why I would say Daniel Bryan. What about the Miz? I hate the Miz. But he's been, he has longevity. I will give him that. But, again, I will throw him in that Mick Foley, Roddy Piper, where he's successful and he's talented, but I don't think he ever will reach the fame and popularity of the guys that overshadow him. And like a Piper in the 80s, to me, like I said, cuts the best promo. Oh, yeah. Not only he cuts a great promo, but he was just a personality. Wasn't a great wrestler, but he just, he he, he held the room when he was there. And the Miz is kind of like that. He's a, he's a personality. He's a decent wrestler. Daniel Bryan built himself from nobody liked him. The crowd made him. No one still likes him. <laughs> to be honest with you, he's but, he's back to being like obscure and no one likes him. He he had that yes moment. I mean he's he he reminds me of a little bit more than Damian Sandow. Damian Sandow had that big moment where. Everyone loved him. He was the best thing. Daniel Bryan had that yes movement, and Daniel Bryan is so stale and so just like, ugh. There's nothing exciting about him anymore. The yes movement is dead, and after that, he's got nothing. You know, we completely forgot one person for the 2010s, and that's Jeff Hardy. Nah, I don't think he makes the cut. I don't think so. Jeff I think Hardy. Edge, actually, even though I don't like Edge either, I think Edge or Christian actually make the cut before Jeff Hardy. Christian is completely underrated. I actually like Christian better than Edge. Um, I think they were better together. But Jeff Hardy, to me, Jeff Hardy has championships. He's a great wrestler. He's crazy. Oh, he's crazy. You could you could argue so many different people. I mean, you can argue Shane McMahon if you really wanted to for being the you know. I mean, he's a spot monkey, but you can argue any, anything. The the current situation now you have Reigns, you have I would say Owens is up there, AJ Styles, and I mean, do you put McIntyre there? Is he not there yet? I don't think he's proved himself yet. I think he's good. You know who's another one, though? I don't know if he'd quite make the uh, Mount Rushmore, but he's been there a long time, and he's a quality wrestler and a good promo cutter. It's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, but... um, He's like... Dolph Ziggler, to me, is like a mix between Billy Gunn and Shawn Michaels. That's another thing. I We have to get into, like... 
there's so many aspects of Mount Rushmore because we're going to go into tag teams and we can go into like cruiserweights and light heavyweights and all the things. Like if I was to go tag teams in the nineties, it's obviously the new age outlaws. Now, are we going early nineties to late nineties? I mean, we could break down, we could break it down however you want. If it's late nineties, definitely new age outlaws are in it. If it's late nineties, absolutely. I would put them more late nineties, two thousands. I'd put yep. them in the same category as The Rock and Stone Cold because they didn't really I mean, DX and start till like late ninety seven, early ninety eight. So if we were going nineties, I would have to say like real real quick, real quick. Let's let's just go back to the the current day. You said Daniel Bryan. I say Bray Wyatt. I I don't disagree with Bray Wyatt either. That's the thing. I think Bray Wyatt is just so good with every character that he's taken on, and he's just amazing at everything that he's done. Daniel Bryan, I don't think he sold the People's Champion. Not the People's Champion, but the Planet's Champion. I didn't really think he, he got that over. I don't think he, he had a lot of success with his rebounds from when he came out of retirement. I think he was a lot better before. I think... That Daniel Bryan, the Yes movement, was a lot better than the new Daniel Bryan. And I think Bray Wyatt, though, from Husky Harris, his transition to Bray Wyatt, you know, with uh, the Wyatt family, to now being the Fiend, is just the new Undertaker, if you will. I can I can respect that. I can actually agree with that. I actually, you may have swayed my opinion. I mean, I always have been a Bray Wyatt fan, so I'm not going to disagree with that whatsoever. So I, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll throw I'll throw Bray White on the current day Mount Rushmore. Okay. So now I think we should go into '80s tag teams Mount Rushmore for '80s tag teams. Not stables, tag teams. Yeah, just two men. Say the Twin Towers. I'm fucking throwing you off this show. <laughs> you fucking say. The big boss man and Akeem as the Twin Towers. You're off this fucking show. Was he Akeem or he one man gang? He was no. When he was the Twin Towers, he was Akeem, the African Dream, which is another reason why in the last episode we talked about how Vic McMahon had a thing against Dusty Rhodes. That's another proof right there. The African Dream. Dusty Rhodes was always the American Dream. Eighties yeah. tag teams. So I'm gonna go a little different here. I'm going to take Legion of Doom off the 90s tag team, and I'm going to put the Road Warriors on the 80s tag team. Okay. I'm also going to put Demolition on the 80s tag team. You're going to put Demolition on the 80s tag team, too. Okay. So now I get to pick my two? You can pick two. I can tell you my other two if you want. Let me give you my... I'm going to say... Well, does do three count? Or does it have to be two? Are you going to say Fabulous Freebirds? Yeah. I was going to say the Fabulous Freebirds. I'll give you that. Because they had the, the Freebird rule because of them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you with the Road Warriors. Uh, demolition is there. See, Demolition can be late 80s, early 90s. Because the I'm Demolition gonna... is there, but, you know, you also have the British Bulldogs. See, I, didn't, I only gave you two of mine. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm agreeing with two of yours, Demolition and Road Warriors. I'm so I I'm gonna put the Fabulous Freebirds and the British Bulldogs. I respect both of those answers. I will take off the Freebirds 
and I will add the Heart Foundation, and I will. I'm trying to think because there was there was a couple really good ones in the '80s, but I may have to just agree with you with the British Bulldogs. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on the British Bulldogs. So we took off. We take I just off? took off the Freebird just because I think the Heart Foundation was an impactful tag team in the eighties. Not that it, and that's nothing against the Freebirds. I think they were fucking amazing. I'm just gonna put the Heart Foundation in place for them. And you know they always have the Four Horsemen too, which is uh, but do you consider them that's stable? A that's a that's a that's a stable. That's a faction. That is not a tag team because there was not there was only one tag team in the four of them. Okay, so we have the Road Warriors, the Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, and Demolition. Yes. In the That's 80s. The okay, so we're going to go to the 90s. Now, we're, doing, we're not doing the Attitude Era. That's, uh, that Attitude Era falls in the 2000s because it always started 98, 99. So we can't throw the Hardy Boys in there yet. I'm going to say the Rockers. Absolutely. Okay, that's... I'm going to say, also, my second one, I'll give you two, the Steiner Brothers. I'll give you the Steiner Brothers. I'm going to agree with you on the Rockers. That was one of mine as well. I'm going to say the Rock and Roll Express. Okay. Because they, they, ne- they did not have success in the WWF, but they were big in NWA and WCW. God, man. Tag teams in the '90s, early '90s, a lot of a lot of it carried over from the '80s. You know what? I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw a wild card in here. They were not around a long time, but I'm gonna throw this wild card in there. Are you ready for this? Yep. High energy. High energy. Coco Beware and Owen Hart. Yeah. Transformed I got, I... into the new foundation, which was Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart. Now I want to know which. This tag team goes in early 90s or late 90s? I think they go in the late 90s. Ready? Yeah. Harlem Heat. Oh, you know what? I'm putting in Harlem Heat. I think the the Harlem Heat goes late 90s, though. They don't because they were around in the the 94, 95 era. Right, because then then Stevie Ray joined the NWO. See, I was thinking about it because, like, Nasty Boys... They were a good oh, tag team. Oh, boys, too, were so iconic. So I'm going to stay with the Rockers. I'm going to stay with the Rock and Roll Express. And then I don't fuck the whoever else I said. I'm going with Nasty Boys and Harlem Heat as my other two. Okay. I deal with that. That's the early 90s. That's the early 90s. Because Rock and Roll Express, again, had huge success on other federations. The Rockers, obviously. Harlem Heat and Nasty Boys as the other two. All right. So... Now we're going to go late 90s. Hardy Boys, hands down, first one. Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian. Absolutely. Dudley Boys. Dudley Boys and New Age Outlaws. So we got Dudley Boys, New Age Outlaws. Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. Yeah, that's the four. Because here's the thing. Again, you, get into, you can get into the argument of the Outsiders. Yeah, but they, they, weren't, they weren't like... They weren't a real tag team for a long time. They were just the outsiders as a tag team because of the situation they ran, and it was only a couple months. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're going to go uh, – actually, it's it's hard to – because the Dudley boys can go into 2000s, too. 
But the ECW era, when we saw them, was late 90s, early 2000s. All right, so I'm going to take the Dudley boys out, okay? You're going to make them crazy because I'm going to put the impact players in the late 90s. The impact players. Now, please refresh. Dan Storm and Just Incredible. Great tag team. And I'm going to put the Dudleys into the 2000s. I'm going to disagree with that. In my opinion, on my Mount Rushmore, I'm going to keep the Dudley boys there. But honorable mention, impact players. I'll agree with that. So now, 2000 tag teams. This is hard. This is hard because I didn't really watch a lot. Me neither. If you want to go like the 2000s, I, well, the, the 2000s was the, the Hardy Boys, and, and that, that was the late 90s to early 2000s. If you want to go like the mid-2000s, you technically can say DX, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. You could. You could do that. The Brothers of Destruction. Absolutely, hands down. Brothers Destruction was a great tag team. The Rock and Sock Connection. That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think. There had to be good tag teams in WCW. There had to be, besides the Harlem Heat. I don't even remember the Harlem Heat for some reason. Because the, they didn't have a tag division. You know who I'm going to throw into the early 2000s one? They started in 99, and they were obviously WCW was gone by 2001, is the Jersey Triad which was Bam Bam Bigelow, Diamond Dallas Page, and Chris Canyon. They were tag champions in 99, and they lasted for about a year. So I'll, I'll throw them into the WCW early 2001. FBI. Blood of Italians, yeah, they were good. But I'll, I'm going to throw an honorable mention for the early 90s tag teams. Money, Inc. Yes, yes, Money, Inc., and even Natural Disasters. Natural Disasters, both honorable mentions. Because none of them, neither one of them lasted that long. That's why we didn't throw, like, the Ultimate Maniacs of the Mega Power or anything. Yeah. It didn't last that long. But Money, Inc. and Natural Disasters absolutely get an honorable mention. You wouldn't put uh, the Beverly Brothers, Bo and Blake? Same reason why I won't put the Mounties, the Rougeos, or the Killer Bees. Or the Quebecers? The Quebecers. I mean, you could also do Miz and Morrison. Yeah, eh. they're they're now though. They're like a they're a present. Yeah, day. but they were they were a tag team in two thousands. And I mean, the Brothers of Destruction definitely. There wasn't many that were. The tag division for a long time kind of suffered in the in the early two thousands. And again, there was a lot of carryover from the late nineties into the two thousands. It's hard to like pick out a new tag team. I guess we'll just skip ahead to 2000, I guess, uh, 10s. 2010. There's a lot of stables, though, which kind of fucks up everything, you know? 2010s definitely has to be the New Day. New Day, number By one. By far. Um, I'll throw Undisputed Era in there. Can't, they're stable. Uh, yeah, you're right. Here's one for the 2010s. Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, that's a good one. Didn't say it has to be male tag team. You're right. It does not have to be male. The Wyatt family. The Revival. Here's one. Faction, but also a tag team. The Shield, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, because Dean Ambrose was United States champion, and Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns were tag champions. Yeah, that's true. I got two more for you. What do you got? So we got 
we got to narrow it down. I got the bar, the Usos, and DIY, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano. I got one more for you. The B team. I love the B team. So if we had to go present day right now, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to say New Day, absolutely. DIY, B team. I'm going to go Sasha and Bailey on that. See, I'm going to say DIY, the New Day. I'll throw an honorable mention for the Usos, though. I'm going to have to say the Usos because they're pretty relevant. And I'm going to have to say the Revival. Fan favorites, you're going to have to include the Young Bucks, even though I don't like them. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks either. LAX? Yeah, again, honorable mention. They they were in a shitty federation, so they didn't get the credit they deserved until now. Yeah. I think now we should do factions. Yeah, factions. All right, so we're going to start with the 80s? There was really only... There's only a couple. I, number one, Four Horsemen. Four horsemen. So the Heenan family, I would throw as a faction in the 80s. Freebirds were there in, there in the 80s, though, too, right? They were the 70s and 80s, yeah. I mean, there weren't too many stables back then. Well, the Four Horsemen really kind of... Yeah, they were, the first, they were the first innovators. 80s kind of Mount Rushmore, you got to just do the Four Horsemen. All right, so then we're going to go towards the 90s stables. You had the Hart Foundation. There's really not a lot in the early 90s. But if you want, if you start at like '95, you have the New Heart Foundation with Bulldog, Pillman, oh, Owen, Brett, and Jim. That was a great one. They were loved everywhere but America. The late '90s, I guess. I mean, I guess you could actually consider the Dudley Boys at one point a faction. Dudley I mean, Boys worked because they had Sign Guy and they had Big Dick Dudley and they had Spike Dudley, like NWO. Yeah, I was going to say, then obviously you have to say NWO. DX. NWO, DX, Nation of Domination. The fourth could either be the Heart Foundation. Do you say the Brood? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know that was like 98, 99, but I'd probably throw that in the 2001. I have my four for 90s. Okay. DX, NWO, Nation of <laughs> Domination, and The Flock. I'll give you The Flock. I will agree with that 100%. 2000s is tough because they kind of went away with factions for a while. Right off the bat, I'll say Nexus, and I will say Evolution. Evolution. I would say Aces and Ace from TNA. Aces and Ace from TNA, Evolution. Oh, we've forgotten the 90s, too. The Ministry. I would never put them on Mount Rushmore just because it was the Ministry, and then it was the Corporation, and then it was the Corporate Ministry. It wasn't good. Started getting to NWO levels where it was like everybody all of a sudden was part of the corporation, the ministry, or the corporate ministry. And when we say NWO, I'm specifically talking about original black and white NWO. None of right. this. Not the wolf action. We got the NWO, the flock, DX, nation domination. Yeah, that's the 90s, 2000s, evolution. evolution. Aces and Eights, Nexus, and then you know what? Bullet Club. That's right, Bullet Club. If we had to go present day sta- uh, factions, stables, Inner Circle, obviously. Yeah. Wyatt Family. Definitely Eels. not League of Nations. <laughs> no, that was terrible. 
Um, I will also say the Elite, two AEWs. I'm, I'm sorry, they went with the factions again. I'm going to go, and, and you know what? Hurt Business. I hate them. I hate them. Let's see, what about The Authority? The Authority really wasn't a faction. That was more of just them holding da- down Daniel Bryan. Undisputed Era. Fuck, how did I forget about the Undisputed Era? That is like my favorite one. Yeah, me too. And The Shield. I'm going to take out the Elite from AEW, and I'm going to put in Undisputed Era. The Shield's got to be in there, though. Yeah, I, I, the Shield, I, I personally, I'd give the Shield an honorable mention. I just think the Undisputed Era is kind of like you know, a, a new revitalized Four Horsemen. The Inner Circle, because it's Chris Jericho. Top five best Intercontinental Champion. I have one last question for you. Sure. In, in no particular order, top ten best promo cutters. Best promo cutters. No particular order. Scott okay. Steiner. He's definitely one. Austin. The Rock. CM Punk. Ric Flair. Macho Man. Bray Wyatt, I'm going to say. Hmm. I have three more to go, right? Let's see. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes. Thinking uh, Triple H. And it might be uh, Jericho. All right. Although, honorable mention, Kevin Owens. Uh, yeah, you got you to gotta throw Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is such a – he would have fit in perfectly in, in, like, the mid-'90s Attitude Era. I would disagree with some of your list, but I agree with a lot of it. I would have to go Roddy Piper, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Stone Cold, The Rock. I got to go Hogan. He got you pumped. I don't like Hogan's promos. Flair, Matt Hardy as Broken Matt Hardy. Yes, you know what? I agree. I fucking totally didn't even think of that. Dusty Rhodes, Macho Man. It's so hard. There's so many that are, like, like I told you the other day, with wrestling, you can go infinite. It's like the internet. You could just go on shit and storylines forever, and you could talk about anything forever. You could talk about one wrestler. You could talk about storylines. You could talk about stables. You could talk about pay-per-views, Raws, you know, Nitros. It's just so so much content that you could just keep going on and on. But I like this, that we're discussing what we think about that the Mount Rushmore's or what have you. We're probably getting completely silly right now because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drunk. But. If you look at the description of the, 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 this show, people getting drunk, talking wrestling, but <laughs> two wrestling fans that have extensive knowledge of wrestling. See me, I'm more of the, the late nineties. Then I jumped to like, 2010 to 2020. That whole, like, 2000, 2010, I'm not really sure about. I mean, I watched sporadically. The Ruthless Aggression area, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I didn't really watch it that much. I, I will randomly put on late 80s, early 90s WCW pay-per-view for no reason. Like I said, if it comes to, like, from especially 2015 on, WWE, NXT, some TNA... But like WWE NXT from 2000, 
15 on, I'm like, follow that shit, like, nonstop. Every week I'd watch Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views, everything. More new school, where you, you talk about shit on this, and I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. But you know, like, more about it. You're like, oh, this happened at, you know, 96 in your house, and, you know, I wouldn't even know about that. I'm going to end this episode on that note. All right. Wonderful talking about some uh, old school wrestling, new school wrestling, some factions and tag teams. Pleasure talking to you again tonight. Um, We will record another episode soon. We'll have three episodes up when this one gets aired. You're going to have to watch this and be like, what a shit show this whole thing was. And you're going to have to piece together everything. It takes me like two hours to edit an episode, especially when it's the two of us. This is going to take me a long time to edit, but, you know, it, it's, it was worth it. It was fun. had a great time, and I, I hope everybody's enjoying it. Please check out our Twitter and our Instagram, both of which are Front Face Lock Podcast. Thank you, at Anchor.fm, for posting this. And, Vinny, I, I will talk to you probably tomorrow. We'll probably get drunk and do another episode tomorrow. Probably. All right. Okay. I'll talk to you then. All right, buddy. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you very much. See ya.